welcome back, 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 back again. Do you know what, Cathy? Mm. Do you know what this is? What? Season three. Dun, dun, dun. That podcast, the hey. trilogy. Hiya, Jojo. Hi, Cathy. It's been a while since I saw you. Are you pleased to be back? Um, yeah, I'm really excited. It was really weird having a summer, summer break. What did you get up to? What did you get up to all the summer? I don't want it to sound like Greece the musical. What did you get up to all the summer holidays? <laughs> did I get up to all the summer holidays? What have we been up to for the last three months? You've been stockpiling things ready for the next lockdown. Got loads of toilet roll. No, but what was that story that you said yesterday about your granddad? <laughs> we were talking about Christmas presents. So our friend's um, 91-year-old Nana Dot, who is absolutely amazing. Oh, she's and gets, balls. She had to get put to bed by by Betty the other day because she got really drunk. Um, <laughs> she has a gin and tonics and a fruit chute bottle. She goes dancing but sneaks in gin and tonic and a fruit chute bottle and gets really drunk. And Betty to um, put Betty her pyjamas on and take her to bed. So we were talking about Dot and how she was gold and she says to Natalie, oh that mascara's nice. I mean she's 91. That mascara's nice Natalie. And Natalie say, oh do you want some for Christmas? She goes, oh yes. I said, oh. She's getting some straighteners for Christmas yeah, this year. Yeah, she's getting some straighteners for Christmas this year. Okay. Nana Dot, she's absolutely just amazing. I said, oh I just seem to recall my granddad. <laughs> he used to be just like, you know, my age, I've saved all my money, I've done everything I want to do, there's nothing I need, just get us some toilet roll. <laughs> we got to the point where we'd just be buying groceries. <laughs> just like, so, happy Christmas, here's some shower wash. But then we were saying, you know, it was ahead of his time because if he was still around now, when yeah. Covid booted off and he just said, this must have stuck about a Christmas toilet roll. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was actually coming up to Christmas. Reminds me again that you just today, we've just come back from London and you bought something for your Secret Santa game, mm-hmm. which means that in your family, because there's so many siblings and so many people, it makes financial sense instead of everybody spending 50 quid on 10,000 people that you all just spend 25 quid and just do a Secret Santa game. It does. I and mean, it's a really good idea. Mostly because I'm absolutely bankrupt by the three people I've got in my family. What's well, been kind of big headline news since we've been gone? Since you've been gone! <laughs> I feel like the world's just gone nuts again. Is it linked to us starting new series? Because we weren't Things there to keep it, yeah. the world right. I think that's pretty much happened. I tell you what is absolutely the biggest theme is inflation. Everything's gone up. There was a fuel crisis. There was oh, the fuel. There was HGV crisis. Such a short-term memory. Remember when we couldn't get any fuel? Do you know what was crazy about it was that everyone was saying, "Oh no, we've got plenty of fuel," but they're going, "There's a fuel crisis." So then people started queuing for fuel and caused a fuel crisis. So what everybody did then was all the garages went, oh, we haven't got much fuel, so what we'll do is we'll charge an extra 50% <laughs> for the fuel we do have. Oh, you are furious about this, I am you? absolutely furious about I'm this. Furious, no. I'm furious. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, sorry. So they all put their prices up because, you know, it was so hard to get fuel and it was difficult, it's all Brexit, there's no drivers and blah, and they never put them back down. How are you finding your electric car? The electric car's fine. It cost me something like £7 a week. Bearing in mind, we do something like like over 500 miles a week, so it's very, very good value. My midlife crisis car, however, not a good value. So normally, um, I don't like to fill up my car, um, not because um, apparently it's heavier and it you know, runs badly and you shouldn't do it. The reason I don't like to fill up my car is I just don't like to go to the garage and get cold hands. I don't like so I do it rarely. It's not just the cold hands because we don't go to the garage in the summer either. But lately, you know, grown woman, been filling up my car. Normally it was costing me about 56 quid to fill up a tank. I went the other day, £73 <gasps> to fill a tank. <gasps> and I feel like so before it was about 50 quid. Now it's like about £100. Yeah. Because that's Random. how that works. Um, and I'm absolutely furious about it. What else have we missed? General inflation. I feel inflation. like my shopping's more expensive. Do you know what? Do you know it, what it is? is? <laughs> like, do you know what? 
whiskey's more expensive. <gasps> you could get that for six. <laughs> no, that's it. Too far. Protesting on Westminster. Too far. It used to be about sixteen quid. Now, I mean, it's just it's just a small change. It's about twenty quid. <gasps> no, that's not a small change. Twenty-five percent. Sometimes it's on offer for eighteen. I was thinking, oh no, it used to be sixteen. So being on offer for eighteen, you're not doing me any favors. Um, I feel the same in that I've done some food shops recently and not bought alcohol on them. I know. And like it's still coming to like 70, 80 quid. And I just think, oh, but food isn't that expensive. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing, like when I was spending however much, but then I'd justify it to myself and think, oh, you know, clink, clink, a few bottles in there. Mm -hmm. um, and even without alcohol, I feel like I'm spending the same amount as I used to. Right, we're going to have to discuss inflation some more, I think. Yeah, that's a joke. Um, I do think the thing with inflation as well, when it certainly spikes in this way, as people aren't prepared for it. And wages generally are usually a, a bit behind inflation. Certainly when it happens like this so suddenly, I feel like it would have happened without COVID anyway because it would have been the Brexit thing and, you know, the export and the import and all of that kind of thing would drive up prices anyway. You know, it's business, it's capitalism, and that's how it works. But the wages will have not caught up yet. Yeah. Um, so there is a big disparity. Many times, and we've seen a lot in the news about wages and wage increases, a lot of people didn't give wage increases throughout COVID. And then when they have they've maybe given one percent at the maximum i think i've seen in the news is something like three percent but at the minute inflation's 4.2 percent it means people have less disposable income which means you have less to spend on items less to spend going out to restaurants for example or going out to the pub and those are the kind of things that people drop first when they have to tighten their belts which means it has a huge impact on industries like hospitality um, which has already suffered quite a lot through COVID anyway and are trying to you know make a comeback. I was reading something saying a lot of millennials they've just never known inflation so the Bank of England has a target to try and keep it at around 2% some inflation's good things should go up each year it's kind of it's, it's a natural thing yeah. to happen in economics it's been rare that it's even got to 2% in the last sort of 15 years um, it's mainly been below so people have heard of inflation as a concept but not experienced it but now filling up your car mm -hmm. you know that extra 20 odd quid for you if you're 19 now when you're trying to drive to uni and back and it's suddenly 20 pound more like a stonking lump out of their disposable income so yeah i think people shouldn't panic but it is the first time that they may be feeling the realities of it is inflation. and you're right this time of year you do often see an inflated prices for general baskets of goods because shops will inflate prices so they can say that they're offering a discount for Black Friday exactly. and then it'll go back up for Christmas and then it'll settle back down at the back end, uh, you know, the beginning of next year. It's just, you don't generally see that in fuel and some of the larger goods. Um, just because you mentioned a basket of goods, so that's literally... Um, How they measure inflation. Yeah, they'll take like, a number of items that they think constitutes the average British household and look at that, but then it means that that basket changes depending on kind of changing trends. And I read something actually about stuff that's been taken out and stuff that's gone in so the most recent stuff that's gone in is hand hygiene gel mm. so they've obviously put that in the basket frozen pre-prepared vegetables interestingly must have been mm. a big increase in them men's loungewear bottoms <laughs> so many people working from home <laughs> so many people business at the top party at the bottom aren't they yeah um, and also couscous Ah, oh, well, yeah, you know. Um, and stuff that's been removed. Axminster carpets, which feels a bit 90s. That feels like it's taken a while to get up. How big my is mum's got an Axminster stair carpet recently, and it was like a hand-me-down off my auntie, but she's just over the moon. She, like, and she can't say, I've got a stair carpet. It's, I've got an Axminster stair carpet. It is a status symbol. Then, I guess, it is a status it? symbol. Yeah. Um, but it's been removed because, you know, it's a status off of the 90s. And randomly, what was in the basket was a home-killed lamb shoulder with bone. Do you just kill the shoulder or the whole lamb? <laughs> 
quite messy to do that at home, isn't it? Yeah. All over the racks and <laughs> <of> the carpet. <laughs> All eating because, you know, they're comfortable doing it. Yeah, um, that basket England. is a weird old basket, isn't it? It is a weird old basket. Oh, Joe, have you heard of um, this? Sorry, did you just Oh, Joe. Joe. into it. Um, have you heard of skimpflation? Is that a bit like shrinkflation, where no. Mars bars, you still pay the same, but they're smaller? No, but that's really annoying. Like, every time Isn't you remember annoying? that. Yeah. It's because every year there's some, always something in the media that shows you the quality street box and how much smaller it's got. Um, and it's kind of, they're trying not to keep putting federal prices up, so they just make them smaller instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so skimpflation, it's a similar concept, but it's more around where businesses are trying to skimp back on the service that they give you, so that they're not having to charge you more, but they're still kind of getting a profit. So, for example, when you were on holiday recently, like they used to come in your room every single day and change like the bedding, but they won't until like you have to ask for it or they only do it every two or three days. I see it a lot now in um, like restaurants, for example, or in bars, they'll have less staff on. So companies are reducing their staff levels because they need to obviously save on cash. And do you know where I've noticed it quite a lot? But in supermarkets, now whereas, you know, you would have somebody on every till and you had 15 tills or something yes. in Asda, now you have three. Yeah, you're right. And they just yeah, never reopened them. Yeah, they've never reopened any of those tills. Um, and it, uh, you see it in bars, you see it in restaurants, services slower. And mm. We were saying, weren't we, when we were in London yesterday, and like the queues to get out of like ticket barriers and stuff. And again, because there'd normally be somebody there, like helping, getting people through yeah. faster, and actually it all backlogged. Um, there's still a lag as well because a lot of the big businesses, so your big energy firms and things, they've still got a lot of people working from home. And the service is terrible. And, and they're a great example because they've got a car. So obviously the issue with things being more expensive is that companies have the option of just passing on the price mm -hmm. increase and then we all pay more and that's inflation or trying not to pass on the price increase and trying to cut back on what it yes. takes to deliver it and with yeah. energy they've got no choice because there's a price cap so literally mm -hmm. all they can do is find ways to cut back so yeah you're going to sit on the phone for like yeah. three hours just that lag it's kind of we'll open up the world and we'll get it back to normal but actually some people are still working at home some people have not been replaced when they were made redundant or some people were really ill or had you know lost their lives um, and we've never kind of pulled that back Put and like back, you say yeah. and now couple of demand with, perspective yeah we're like getting back to where we were they're not at 100 capacity yeah, yeah there's still a lot of older people who don't want to go out mm. um so they don't want to restaff it fully but actually it is getting that way where it's almost that supply and demand and people are demanding it before the supplies are obviously we said with this podcast we want to be a bit sort of practical with people mm -hmm. and give them stuff that they can go and implement themselves and if we were to think about inflation and in the areas that might impact people in their day-to-day -day lives, so is there any kind of thoughts that we would give people to think about in terms of salary and expenditure? If your company isn't open to or isn't able to make salary rises, there's nothing you can do about your salary. And I'm not advising that this is the time to go and look for another job. The only thing you can do is look at your expenditure. Yeah. So actually, it's the simplest things might make a huge difference in this in this new world that we're finding ourselves in. We do actually now offer on our That Mint Podcast website a budget tracker. I've said it before, but you'll be really surprised if you write down exactly where your money goes. Just do it for one month and see how much money you're wasting and where you can actually cut back. We, we all do it. Every wastes money on something and it might be that like you're spending 70 pound a week on food but you're actually chucking 30 quid of it away i'm right, looking directly at me that's exactly <laughs> what happens i genuinely oh, buy a lettuce just to bring it home for a while just give it a look out um <laughs> And kind of quickly touching on mortgages. So one of the things that the central bank does, if inflation stays really high and they need to get it back under because they've got this 2% target, one of the options to them 
is to increase interest rates so then people feel like they don't want to spend as much because obviously if interest rates go up there's a few different impacts it's always good for the savers bad for the borrowers when the interest rate goes up we were literally talking about it today on the train and then looking at when our mortgage deals come up and is it the time to kind of do something a friend of ours her mortgage deal ends in january but she's really worried that the interest rates fly up in between that time um, and she actually has to remortgage it at a time when the interest rates are really high, which means you're paying more interest than what you would if you'd remortgage now, for example, while the interest rates are low. And the option for her would be to pay a fee to get out of her deal early and get a new one. Yeah. So even if they go up a little bit, if she's tied in for at least two years, like it can make a big difference. Okay. However, again, it's that whole like short-term reaction because it, it's January. Like you can speak to you know your mortgage provider. And see what they have to say about it. And I think there's going to be some tough tats. There's going to be some tough tats. Well, you know, it's only been one month. I'm an optimist. So there's a girl in the office, you know, Nana. Yeah. Lovely Nana. Yeah. Um, so she's thinking about buying a house. Aww. Um, and I thought, wouldn't it be nice actually if you could get in on the show and just follow her through her journey? Yeah. Um, what do you think? I like it. Great. Let's give her a shout. Oh, look how gorgeous she is and everything. All right, darling. Oh, we were talking, Nana, about kind of following your journey. Yeah. Looking at buying a house and kind of the process as you go through it. How are you finding it? Like some of the terminology, all the kind of weird little details that you only find when you're going through the house buying process because we think it'll help our listeners. Do you want to just introduce yourself, your name, your age and just like your career? Hi, yeah. So I'm Nan. I'm 25 and work at Parasols as a power planner. And I've just started looking at buying a house. After a year of lockdown, I decided I didn't want to be at home anymore. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. A lot of people say. Because I already thought it anyway, because I'd moved away from uni a couple of years ago and I liked being away. But I just like the idea of having my own space and being able to do my own thing. Yeah. When we've had this conversation before, you say, keep saying, oh, I think I'm ready to buy a house. Did you never consider renting at any point? Well, no, because I just feel like you're wasting your money, aren't you? And everyone always says, live at home for as long as possible so you can save up because I feel like renting a lot of the time as well will cost more than a mortgage would anyway. So if you're trying to save and rent, I think that's going to be quite problematic. Jasmine, um, who's a friend of yours who also works in our office, she's recently just moved into a house share. Did you ever consider moving in with somebody else? Um, You know, because obviously you're halving the cost. No, I did consider it, but all of my friends have either got their own house with a partner or... I think it's a bit difficult to try and move in with a friend as well because it can go like one or two ways, can't it? So like I considered living with my cousin as well, but I just don't want it to like where you end up living on top of each other, then you fall out and something happens because that's happened with someone I know as well. I'm really close to all my friends, so I wouldn't want to like jeopardise it in any way. Do you think you would be a bad roommate? No, I think they would be a bad roommate. Kathy, <laughs> <laughs> um, you used to live with a girl, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. How did that go? Fell out. Yeah. We bought our house together, our flat. And to be fair, well. We rented together for a while first and then we did that whole panic thing of oh house prices are going up like let's get on the ladder so we bought a flat and we did live together for a few years fine but then things do change not even with a friend like you know with your husband things change don't they you don't always like people all the time yeah <laughs> I concur and um so with most of your other friends then are they mostly renting are they buying buying actually so only Jasmine is renting right. and I've got two or three other friends that bought their own houses. Um, Around your age? Yeah, all my age, which 
actually yeah, I think it's probably quite rare. Well, all the headlines are the opposite, aren't they? Like people can't get on the property ladder yeah. and it's impossible yeah. for the young uns. I think it's slightly been up north, north. Yeah, That's what yeah, I was going to say. I think it'd be way harder if we lived down south. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and what's kind of the when you started to think about buying a house? Like, what's the first thing that kind of sprung to mind? A particular room? Is it a garden? Is it like, what's the first thing that kind of just made you think, like, oh, I'm really excited? And I've always said I wanted a dressing room. That was my thing. Oh, I, I would love a dressing room. I haven't, I kind of got room to dress in my own bed. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we've got a our age and never had a dressing room. Yeah. So right now, like, just starting to think for the first time about buying your own place and, you know, the reasons why you'd rather buy than rent. What's kind of immediately at the front of your mind like what's anything that you're worried about or concerned about or you're not sure what you're facing well to be honest with the whole process i don't really know anything about anything i know that i'm using like help to buy isa right and i think i'm gonna go for the um i forgot what it's called help to buy equity loan okay um but i actually don't know anything about either of them really i just know i'm saving 200 pound a month into the isa (laughs) (laughs) and i'll get a bonus from doing it (laughs) yeah it, it is a good start, isn't it? What is the, what's your biggest fear? What's your biggest worry and concern at the moment? Probably just making sure that once I move in and get everything started, I can actually afford to do so mm-hmm. comfortably and still be able to live my life. And not like, like, like get my nails done, like get my eyelashes done. I still want to be able to do all that yeah. whilst having that independence of being on my own. Have you had any advice from your dad or anything? Has he given you any advice? He just keeps saying that he doesn't know how I'm going to live on my own if I can't get rid of spiders on my own. <laughs> and I can't get rid of spiders and I live on my own. Well, there you go. I know. I'll be fine. What just, you, know, you have to just put conkers in the corner. I have conkers in every corner of my yeah. house. Um, oh, I feel like this is a deeper psychological thing. He doesn't want you to move out. He's probably going to just, like, oh, wherever you buy, just put lots of spiders in <laughs> I do find that some houses are spidery and some houses aren't. And mm. I just when you start looking for your property, bear that in mind. And <laughs> um, how would you know if the house you is You just spidery? get a feel. You get a feel. Is your house not quite spidery? No. Though? And I thought it was going to be when I first moved in, but it had been so, so empty for a while. Like you get to the work <laughs> it? It's been so empty for a while. And then there was a couple of spiders and it was a bit problematic. And then do you remember that massive oh, one? Yes, Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. Video ordered me from, you were trapped in your front room. Oh, oh my God, God, it was up on the sofa. I'm like my brother-in-law to drive across town and get it. And I genuinely was thinking, I'm going to have to put this house on the market. <laughs> like if it's, if I'm going, I can't have this all the time. Like I'll have to sell my home. Um, but never had one since. So it's not a spidery house, but it took me a while to get that feel. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for the advice on yeah, house no, purchase. It really helped me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we've got nothing on mortgages or anything. Don't ask us anything about that, but if you need someone to come around and just psychically decide if it might be spiders. Bring the conkers. Yeah. <laughs> She'll bring us some conkers. while you're thinking about moving out and buying your own place um, here's some things out of quick fire just say which one kind of springs to mind and why mm-hmm. so if you were thinking about getting a, a terrace house or a flat uh, terrace house terrace just because I just don't like the idea of a flat yeah it doesn't, just doesn't very homely to me yeah um, as well I think where we live so Nana lives just near me which is much more rural than in the town of Darlington and I don't think there's many flats there it's mostly yeah, houses. Well, I would also say, though, as long as it's not ground floor, any other flats are very unlikely to be spidery. <laughs> True. Some <laughs> important things. Yeah, spiders are renowned for not being able to get up to heights. <laughs> well, for flats, I think my biggest issue would be, like, oh, what if you've got somebody above you who's, like, got really noisy? Yeah, Cathy once had okay. somebody who made a lot of... Shall we call them nighttime noises? And she had punked really loud every night. <laughs> every night. I thought she was um, like doing something on the internet, like a channel. Oh dear. For hours as well. Mm. Yeah, for hours. Like yeah. nobody lasts that long. 
No. Oh, it was awful. So yeah, there is that. <laughs> no, I don't have to consider. No, oh, I, I would do. say that could happen in a terrace house. <laughs> right. Um, if you had to choose between having a garage or having a garden? Um, having a garden, just because garden parties. Just another place to clean up, you know. Genuinely just, just another, another room. room to tidy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is coming so from messy. a place because it's March now and Cathy's spent the whole winter complaining about leaves. Honestly. <laughs> in the garden. Just, oh, I'm getting a back. Leaf, time. Leaf getting blower. a garden back, yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Not to say it. I thought you just got leaf blowers, yeah. right? Which blow the leaves into a pile and you yeah. pick them up, but Nat's got an actual garden back. She hoovers oh, really? up the leaves. She's really annoying. I just think when you've gone around and you've done your housework and then you look out the window and you're like, oh. How do you feel about housework, Nance? Because that's the thing when you've got your own house, it's only you to do it. Mm, I quite like it because I watch Mrs. Hinch on Instagram. So oh, do you? Yeah, and I've got all the notepads and I've got all my little lists and stuff, so I'm quite looking forward to doing that. Oh, that'll wear off. You need some practice, <laughs> Nana. Don't you worry about that. I've got, like, it's like a setup. It's almost like a training room you can do. You can come in as different environments. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, city centre or suburbs? Um, suburbs, I think. No, yeah, no, definitely suburbs because I lived in Nottingham City. It is really good because you can just walk to like food and drinks and stuff. But because of where I live at home, I prefer suburbs. Proper home bird. <laughs> Friendly. House party or barbecue? House party. Oh. <laughs> um, are you worried though? You'll get in, you'll redecorate, you'll put loads of nice new carpets on, and then somebody comes and drops red wine straight onto you. Well, wow. I've already decided that all of downstairs is going to be like laminate. I'm not going to get carpet downstairs yeah. for that yeah. reason. That was over the moon recently when we were on the train and somebody took the wrong coaster on the train yeah, and then she was literally she came back like oh my god they've got their own um, coaster Nat on the train Nat's a good example because she's <laughs> one of these who she got her own first house and was just she didn't have kids she was with a boyfriend who she'd been with for years and years and <laughs> Cathy went round once and she'd fell out with Rob because he'd left watermarks in the sink in the sink <laughs> in the sink, <laughs> in the sink. <laughs> no, there was, like there was watermarks like where it's splashed in the, within the sink right. and then um, I'd gone and like, gone round in the middle of like this domestic argument you know you default is like I'll take my friend's side and I was going what's going on what's the matter and Rob was like it's really mad at me because like, there's still watermarks in the sink and I was like he doesn't mean that does he not like what what is it really should not is like why is he not wiped the sink out after he's finished juice and I was like oh no I'm with him like no you're mental <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really and now she's just like nah just chucks in their dirty knickers anyway <laughs> she's not bothered <laughs> You know, just wear off. <laughs> then if you've started thinking about how you will decorate um, and furniture buying and stuff, Ikea or eBay? Mm. Or Barclays Stone House. I sat the other day and I still haven't been in. Oh, I love Barclays I've actually been looking like Facebook Marketplace. Ah. It's Barclays a huge outlet yeah. in yeah. the beginning, isn't it? Grant and Rachel, two of the people who work with us, They've bought a house, and, and I don't know where they've been sitting, but they've been in there about six months, and Grant said his sofa came the other day. <laughs> so it's that, isn't it? You have to kind of plan for all those big outlays initially. Yeah. So. so I don't know if you've started thinking about mortgages yet, but what are you, what's your inclination, fixed or variable? I'm fixed. Fixed. How yeah. long will you fix for? Have you thought about it? This is such a finance question. Okay, it's a finance think... podcast. <laughs> oh, what is it? I thought we were Grand Designs. <laughs> <laughs> finance. I'm sorry, Nina. We'll just do a bit of finance and then move on. Oh, finance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but have you thought about how long you want to fix for? Um, I think five years. Oh, big shot. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just like stability and like constant. What's your address? I do not need a risk profiling questionnaire. Oh, <laughs> this went too finance. We went down a finance matrix there. <laughs> if you buy a house and the previous owners offered to leave some stuff behind, would you say yes or no? No, I think that's a bit scruffy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Half my furniture's been left behind from previous owners. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel a bit it. uncomfortable. I didn't know, like, I know I you guess they bonked on it. Well, yeah. Really? It's <laughs> a bit minging, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the bed. Oh, that's being bonked on. Yeah. On the bed. Oh, the, my bed. The yeah. sleeping. Yeah, yeah. It was back in the storehouse. Oh, well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> they were downsizing, so they left me two background storehouse beds, two sofas, the piano, the side table, and then I like, got all the hallway furniture. And have you started thinking about a preference for new build or something like older and with character? Um, I did consider an old build because I thought they're normally bigger than a new build. But I just couldn't really be bothered with a project and having to like redo this and redo that. And so I think I'm going to go for a new build. Yeah. Just out of ease. And they do offer incentives a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so you've decided on a new build. Have you got your eye on any particular area or? I would prefer it to be closer to home, but I'm just going to see what. New development, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what's the next steps? <laughs> Gonna um, go stop you in some places. Yeah, I've already been having a little Google seeing what new developments are around me. Um, so I need to book an appointment because you can't just walk in anymore because of COVID. So you've got an idea of what you're thinking about a mortgage. Have you started looking into that? Have you spoken to a mortgage broker? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't done oh, anything yet. All to come? How exciting. Oh. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks, Nana. Well, good luck finding somewhere and, um, you know, finding a mortgage advisor. And then we'll take back in a few weeks and see how you're getting on. Yeah, sounds good. So we were saying for this series, we wanted to narrow down the focus a little bit because we've covered really broad topics in the past. Everything from... Literally life and death. Life and death. And I feel like death quite a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> it gets quite dark sometimes, doesn't it? So we thought we'd narrow it down by age range. And for this episode, we're focusing on 20 to 25. Um, Oops, that was a long time ago. But hopefully it's still relevant to people at any age because... Mm -hmm. You know, this is us saying if we could go back in time, this is what we would have done, but we didn't. So actually, sometimes yeah. it's learning those fundamentals. Um, it might be at a later stage that, you, yeah. that you're picking it up. And and I always say, you know, it's never too late to start making little steps. I mean, I don't always say that. Weird, <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. you've ever said it. I honest. don't think I have, but, it, <laughs> but you think the concept is there, yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're 20 year old, there'll be some themes that are likely to crop up and be mm -hmm. relevant, but it's not straightforward that all the same issues will appeal to all 20 year olds mm -hmm. because people will be different. And yeah. I feel like we would have been very different when we were 20. Oh, I think we were. What, what? Um, I got started on the path of family life and finance a lot quicker than most people, I think. I got pregnant really early and bought my first house at like 22. Right. So I I feel like I had to learn, you know, about mortgages and what I needed to do and how to raise a family and how to budget a household. Those were kind of things that I had to do. I was just trying to think then when I bought my first house and I think I was 22, but I wasn't running a household and I didn't have a kid, but I did buy it with my boyfriend at the time, but I was That's at uni. Young. I do feel there was a lot of my friends at the time got married quite young. I think in the last 10, 15 years, people have started marrying and settling down and leaving home later. There was certainly nobody I know who lived at home beyond the age of 25. 
And now I see people in their 30s still living at home, still saving. Is there anything you'd have done differently financially when you were that age? It's difficult, isn't it? Um, And I remember thinking, like, my mum got married at 22. So for some reason, me thinking, oh, well, you should be in your early 20s when you got married. So I need to, oh, I can't believe I'm already behind the curve getting married at 23. And I must buy a house. Like, oh, my God, have I not bought a house yet? We rented for a couple of years. And I was already panicking that I'd rented for two years and all that money I'd wasted. It's like 70 quid a week. What about you? What would you have told your... If you could meet your 20-year-old self now, what would you tell them? Um, I think the commitment of a house purchase... I know there's this fear, but we've talked about this before. There's a fear around wasting money on rent. Did air quotes there for people who are listening. (laughs) But it isn't wasted money. You're spending money to put a roof over your head. And yes, it's not going into capital, like an asset, but it's not, you're not burning it. It's kind of getting something pretty important for it. And I think with mortgages and house buying... Obviously, there's a lot of pros to it, um, but I would go back and tell myself that they make it quite easy to get into this stuff, but it can be quite tricky to get out of yeah. because you have no control over what else will happen in the markets. We've talked about our negative equity joy mm-hmm. several times and doing something because you are confident it's the right decision for you for at least medium, ideally longer term, rather than panicking because your friends are doing it or you feel behind mm-hmm. the curve because somebody else did it or because you're hearing like headlines about inflation and house prices going up, I think going into these big things do it for the right reasons even people who aren't ready to move out yet you know Lennon for example he's 23 in March and he saves into his ISA he's helped to buy but he isn't actively thinking of moving out yet it's not even on his radar he'll sometimes say something like oh I might get a house here or I might want to live here but they're very broad thoughts there's certainly nothing he's never looked into a mortgage he's never made even noises that he's moving out you know, sometimes they'll just say something like, oh, I think I might redecorate my bedroom. I think, do you know what would be nice to redecorate your own house? <laughs> that would <laughs> be nice. new walls to decorate <laughs> if you were your son. Mm-hmm. Um, or for that kind of age range now, what do you think? Because obviously we've talked a lot in the past about the need for a will, for example, <laughs> um, or an emergency fund. They're all quite big picture, broad, sweeping. Um, but for somebody of Lennon's age, what do you think are sort of the three key things in financial terms that he should be focusing on? Um, well, what I always say to him is, is anything little that you do makes a huge difference. So every month, I want you to get your wage. Watch and I want the you... pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. It, do you know what? It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. <laughs> thinking about your budget trackers, thinking yeah. about actually where are you spending money and how can you save money better. I do think savings are a very important part. Budgeting, and as enough as it sounds, as soon as they get the first job, they're auto-enrollment. You know, that kind yeah. of long-term saving, short-term saving for house, but also immediate saving in looking at your budget and they're not massive things I'm thinking Lennon do you really need to go to the Chinese twice in like a week is there any need because actually there's food in the house yeah he goes the food in the house is not Chinese (laughs) but actually making him think about the effects of what he's spending his money on now but also saving for a house and also short-term fund too just as soon as you said auto-enrollment and I feel like I nodded because I just (laughs) think yeah yeah it's the right thing to do but it's pension you're in your 20s like somebody's talking about that like why do you think once I explained to Lennon um this isn't costing you anything Lennon it's you know like you're paying a little bit from your salary but you don't miss it because it's it's almost like it's part of your your work package um and it's free money from the government just do it it comes off your top end you don't even think about it and he doesn't he doesn't now think oh well I would earn it's like for what it is as well when you're 20 yeah it's like 20 quid a month but you know it's it builds up so, yeah, and once really you does. start at 20 you will have a really 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 good pot in the future so Jude has just started his first new job. He's got an apprenticeship um, and he's only 16, bearing in mind. So he gets apprentice wage. He gets 700 quid a month. Now he is 
over the moon with that. Absolutely buzzing. It's so, a lot of money when you've got nothing to pay for. Literally like, nothing, nothing to pay for. He hasn't got a car. He hasn't got a phone he pays for. He hasn't got anything Don't he pays for. He doesn't pay a board yet, no. So I said to him, this is a really good way to break it down. So think of it like this. So you've got 700 quid a month. 200 want you to immediately save for the long term for anything that you want. If you want to go on holiday or whatever it might be. I didn't speak to him long, long terms. Yeah, yeah. But I know that once he starts to see that build up, he's not going to want to just keep pulling it out all the yeah. time. So 200 quid, that leaves you 500 quid. 100 quid, I want you to go out every month and think, oh, I'm going to get myself a new top, a new pair of jeans, a new Xbox game, whatever it might be. Buy yourself something nice like you deserve it. And then you've, you've worked really hard. And then you've got £100 a week left spend on whatever the hell that you want um, and I just think it's not bad now to break it down weekly like that and he's stuck to it and he's doing really really well no. he isn't actually spending that £100 £100 a lot to spend on a week when you've got nothing to spend you on work all day. Um, so he's literally he's managed to buy um, you know he's bought some extra clothes and the other day he came and he went oh, I've still got £180 left and I'd said to him whatever's left over in the month just go right and start afresh so that goes in my savings as well but it, it's just broken it down really really well and I think it's getting into the habit of thinking oh actually I, I get paid 700 quid but he's not thinking that he's thinking I've got £100 a week so the rest is you know superfluous to that £200 he's not even thinking about it it's already gone um, I just feel yeah. like he's winning at life more than us. He's literally got more disposable income than you oh, and I. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I borrow money off him all the time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't borrow money off my 16 year old. It's awful. There are steps, and they don't have to be massive, and they don't have to be a big commitment. The littlest thing you do, everything helps. And future you will thank you for it. Really, really will. And it's a habit thing. And, um, you know, Nana said this to me before. You, once you start to see that pot growing, it's, it's addictive. And yeah. you want to see it growing yeah. and you want to keep doing it. And On the basis that we've set ourselves this challenge of kind of impacting on 100 people, 99 now. Um, I just wonder if this is one of them. So if you're 20 to 25 and you're listening to it, um, a simple thing would be to download our budget tracker off the website, fill it in. See what surprises it throws up at you. Um, try fiddling around, maybe adding on like five percent, and seeing what an impact that would make if inflation does go. Um, and if you do, then let us know. Let us know that you've done it and what you found, and um, if we've helped you do budget a little bit better. well in the break you know I don't watch much TV but everyone was going on and on and on about the new Korean show Squid Games I know you haven't seen it have you no so I did enjoy that and I also enjoy your pun so I was thinking wouldn't it be great for the podcast to do something called Quid Games and so basically the premise of Squid Games is a little bit like the Hunger Games and people fight to the death for a lot of money but they play like kind of childhood playground games and I thought me and you could play games and then see who's the winner at the end of the series it just depends what kind of games. I'm a bit concerned when you, you say childhood just... playground games. Why? Well, no, no you were going to say, yeah. I can't just say it, but you would do exactly the same. Like, you'll only play a game if you know that you can win. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is true, and we both feel like that, so we but both you know can't what? win. Um, yes, we should do it, if only for the pun. Firstly, before we get into the game, is there some actual quid involved in quid games? Like, are we betting a pound? We're betting a pound, and okay. we'll see who has the most money at the end. Right, so, first game. Let's do it. Right, so, Cathy, this is the game. Are you ready? Are you listening? So, inflation's about to start tearing through our savings account like you tear through the wine aisle in Sainsbury's. And with Christmas just around the corner, we'll all be starting to feel in our pockets. So, we're going to have a cheeky little game of higher or lower. Ooh. 
and we're going to do it in the order that you cook your Christmas dinner. Oh, right. So number one, we're going to play a high or low. You remember how that works? We did it on the special. Um, I do. Games. But did you say in the order that I cook my Christmas dinner? Yeah, they're going to be Christmas items. Right. So, how much do you think the price of an extra large turkey crown? Just the crown, mind you, knee legs, <laughs> and in brackets, frozen, has risen since last year. What percentage do you think the price of an extra large turkey crown has risen since last year? Um, do you know what? This is tricky because we don't have turkey for Christmas. What do you have? Chicken and beef. Well, you know the concept of a turkey, I don't do you? know the concept of a turkey, even without legs. Anyway, it's oh, 4.1%. percent i going to give you that first one, so that one's null and void. Yeah, okay, so a turkey crown has gone up 4.2%. Right. Right. Time to get those spuds crisping in the oven. Our cheeky goose fat. How much of they risen by more or less than turkey. Um, hey, I'm going to give you some uh, oh. statistics. Oh. White potatoes, they are not Maris Pipers. You know, everyone's tightening the belt. 2.5 kilograms. How much do you think that has gone up? Is it more or less than 4.1 percent? Um, I will say lower. It is lower. It's 2.9 percent. That is going to make damn potatoes tick. <sighs> Bloody Nora, one of your brothers is bringing a vegetarian. So, Glenn's whipped out a nut roast to save the day. <laughs> Has the price risen more or less than potatoes? I don't actually even know what a nut roast is. Do you just roast nuts? Is it like a meatloaf? <laughs> think it's got more or less than potatoes? More. Yes, more. 4.3%. <laughs> Interestingly, I'd already ticked myself for getting a nut roast right before I even answered. Oh, I'm never going to be able to read this one. Right. Right, and it wouldn't be Christmas without my Michael whipping out his pigs in blankets. Oh dear. It sounds just weird, isn't it? Imagine if your blanket was made of your own skin. <laughs> that would be awful, wouldn't it? So, somebody's whipped out the pigs in blankets. What kind of price do you think these are fetching? Higher or lower than the nut roast? Oh, I think higher. Wrong, it's Ooh. lower, 4.2%. Bang Ooh. on inflation for the pigs in blankets. Close. They <laughs> are just an essential, aren't they? Right, they sneak out some frozen Yorkshires. Cheeky. Oh. Is the price of these rising faster than... Pigs in blankets? Yep. No, lower. Do you ever make fake Yorkshire, like frozen? I use the frozen ones. You know where it's frozen batter? Oh, yes. Yeah, so so they still rise and the, the taste like homemade, because frozen ones are just like hard as bell metal, aren't they? Ah, yeah. Right, well, you're completely wrong. It's 5.1%. <laughs> Ooh. Frozen Yorkshires are through the roof. And not just the because they're risen in the oven. Yeah. Right, nothing witty or anything to say about carrots, but carrots. <laughs> <laughs> carrots, do you think they're higher or lower than the 5.1%? something witty to say? Do you know last what? Night. We went to an event last night and I knew I was guaranteed, you know, whenever you go to these events where there's a sit-down black tie dinner, you will get a piece of beef and one giant carrot. <laughs> one really long, skinny carrot. Because that is all people can make in those um, events. What did we have at the meal last night? We had a piece of beef, Wellington, to be fair. So, you know, chuck on a bit of pastry, points for that. One long carrot, a wee bit of potato. Right, anyway, so carrots. Higher or lower than 5.1%? Um, I'm going to have to go lower. 7%. Jeez. Louise. 7% for carrots. Where do you sit on the Brussels sprout fence? <gasps> no, I love uh. a Brussels sprout. They're little, little tiny cabbages. Do you like cabbage? Yeah. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. Welch and mush, aren't they? Right, Brussels sprouts. Right, yeah, I'm going to have to go lower because I'm not having anything above 7%. Just getting ridiculous. 11.1%. Oh my Brussels God. Sprouts. Honestly, this game's a fix. <laughs> I don't even care what the next thing is. Lower. <laughs> Right, Paxo, sage and onion stuff and mix. Do you stuff the bird or do you just make stuff and balls? I like a good balls make Christmas. Lower. 10.1%. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've got one. I say it's hairy, this game. Bisto onion granule gravy. Who's making onion gravy for the Christmas lunch? Yeah. I used to make proper onion gravy with um, bangers and mash. And onions. Yeah, an actual like, yeah. Gravy. Onions, yeah. yeah. Um, lower. 13.8%. 
Well, honestly, this is the most expensive Christmas lunch ever. Uh, right, last one. How many have you got right, Dan? I don't want to discuss it. I will say we're at the end. Number 10, here's something that you'll know something about. Verve Clico, yellow Ooh. label, 75 centiliters. Um, lower. <laughs> you know this already. You sounded so confident. It is lower, it's 7.3%. However, I feel like that means that we all need increasing our wine allowance at work. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I don't believe that our allowance for wine went up 7.3% last year. <laughs> Out of 10, what did you think you got? Oh, I've only got nine. Oh, because oh, I did yeah. me the first one. Give you the first one. Gave me the first one. I didn't. I just gave, gave me the first one. Yeah, but it's not correct and answer. And I guess it's five and five. No, it's not. It is. It's not. I didn't give you the answer. I mean, I gave you the answer. You don't get to get it right when somebody tells you the answer. It wasn't a draw. It was you lost. Sorry, you lost. No, it's I a great really segment. Sorry. I love it. Um, how much is it costing you to go out for lunch? Like you usually get a set menu, don't you? About sixty-two pound per person. Person. Still more expensive. Yeah. Bloody inflation. Bloody skimflation. I bet the service is rubbish. Sure it won't be. It'll be lovely. Sure you'll have a lovely Christmas day. I hope you have a nice Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mike keeps his pig and blanket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pleased that we're back to our door. Shall we say thank you to everybody for helping bring Series 3 back? Back with a bang. Absolutely. Thank you to um, Second Draft, as always, Mark and Glenn, who keep us on track as much as they can. Yeah. Um, thank it's you, Tass. <laughs> it's, yeah. Five hours. Uh, gosh. Um, and thank you to our amazing marketing team and everybody who has helped us on our journey. Um, thank you to Nana for coming on and sharing a story and letting us poke around in her mortgage and housing decisions. See you next week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.